0: Is
1: popping on PJ. Welcome, I'm Whitney. Thanks for joining us for our mostly awkward, slightly social podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about
0: stranger danger.
1: So, the reason I thought maybe this would be a good topic to go over is because recently I had an incident with my son, who's 10, that made me think of how everyone. View stranger danger, how they raise their kids, maybe how you were raised or how you would raise your kids in the future. But the incident was my son was down the street, like a block down the street in the alleyway playing football with kids. So he comes home and he says, there's a weird guy that lives down at the alley and he always comes outside. And today he came outside and offered us, there's him and two of his friends offered us a piece of candy. Of course, he, he said, no. But the other two took the candy. The guy went back inside. And then they were the kids were getting ready to leave, and I guess the guy noticed that they were getting ready to leave. So he came back outside and told the kids, you know, when, when you leave somewhere, to show respect to a man, you have to give them a handshake. So I'm listening to him. I already know where this is going. So he wanted a handshake for my kid, and my kid's like, he's like, I felt uncomfortable, I didn't know what to say, so I said, I don't know how to give a handshake. And the guy's like, here, I'll show you how. So he put his sweater over his hand because he didn't want to touch the guy. And he said the guy grabbed his arm, pulled his sleeve up, and made him shake his hand. So my reaction was, where is this guy? Because I have no problem confronting, I am a confrontational person. I'm thinking I'm going to have to suit up, put my sneakers on, and walk down the block. But I, I didn't end up doing that. But I said to him, I said, you never are required ever to even speak to or acknowledge a stranger. I don't care their age. To me, I don't say go be disrespectful. I just don't think that you have to respond. You you can absolutely tell someone, no, I don't want you to touch me. No, I'm not going to shake your hand. No, I don't want you in my personal space. I don't see a problem with that. I've always raised my kids, even when they were little, if I said hi to someone that I knew, my kids were never required to say hi or respond back. Now, I'm not, so let me go back a second on this. So me, I'm not, and I'll have to elaborate. I'm not a respect your elders. Like I don't push that on my kids. And when I say that, I don't mean just walk up to an old person and flip them the bird. I just mean everyone across the board, we're going to treat the same. I don't care their age. You're not going to go out into the world and just be disrespectful. However, if you feel uncomfortable or, you know, you don't want to say hi to someone or wave or shake their hand, you're not required to do so. Don't go out in the world and be a jerk, but... I don't require my children to talk to people, respond to, excuse me, respond to people, shake people's hand. That's just, because I won't do that. There, if For me as an adult, if there are things that I won't say or do, my kids are not required to do those things. Because I wouldn't. I don't talk to, I don't really want to talk to strangers. I de- I don't want to shake anyone's hand. I don't even want to shake anybody's hand that... I know. I don't really like being touched. I don't like people in my space, so I wouldn't require my kids
0: to have to allow that. My kids don't have to, inter- like, they're not allowed to interact with strangers. I'm more like a helicopter parent. I, w- I would assume that's the word for it these days. But I haven't even put my kids in in situations to even have to deal with too many strangers in their life. Now the respect to elders subject. It's pretty much the same view like you don't have to respect every elder not every elder is a good person like for me it's respect your elders like if we know this elder like my mom their grandmother have more respect for that elder than you would for your little cousins running around with you i mean that's how i view it that don't mean shake every adult's hand especially a stranger if you don't know them you touching them you get the fuck away and scream stranger danger <laughs> <laughs> but me growing up, I didn't have that that rule. Like that wasn't a rule that was taught to me, growing up. So I didn't have those those boundaries that like uh, instilled in me. I'm just naturally I don't like weird people or strange people. Like if I don't know you, probably not gonna say nothing to you unless I need to.
1: So we had. Well, I had went through a couple Reddit things. I wanted to see what yeah. maybe related or maybe a different viewpoint or how somebody saw that. So I found one that I think is very opposite of how we are. Again, I don't I don't I don't know if I've ever used the word stranger danger to my kids. It's just I, they've never gotten in trouble if someone said hi or in this case, if somebody wanted to shake their hand. They've never there wasn't repercussions to those actions. So I think just for their life, they just understood that that is not a requirement for them. And again, I don't go by age because even the term stranger danger, you could be like my 10 year old walks home from school. It is a very far walk. There's lots of construction, there's lots of cars. Middle school and high school lit out at the exact same time. So there could be 14, 15-year-olds that, you know, my kid's not expected to talk to them either or shake their hand or walk home from school with them because you don't know what their intentions are. So I don't put an age on Stranger Danger. But this Reddit that I read, it was a—no, it it wasn't a Am I the Asshole. It was just a change my view, the person said— And theirs is more set on adults. It's very long, but I'm going to read it. So it starts and says, Stranger danger is a very wrong thing to teach kids. I think stranger danger is an awful lesson to teach kids. It's teaching them that any stranger contacting them, even to provide help, should be avoided at all costs. They should always contact authorities when in trouble, even for minor issues. Strangers are statistically speaking most benevolent or even helpful. For a kid to contact a a stranger that has not shown any interest in the kid before this is very unlikely to take advantage. If he or she was was planning on or even inclined to, wouldn't he or she have shown interest way before the kid contacts the stranger. If, however, the kid is contacted by the stranger with, like, can you come with me, come in my car, then, of course, it's natural to teach kids not to agree. And kids kids aren't dumb. They can discern those two situations from another. Stranger danger causes mistrust in adults. These things, the things we learn as kids, we bring with us as adults. Not trusting your fellow citizens is bad. Very bad, in fact. A community is based on trust. Without trust, no community, basically. No trust. No willingness to reach out and get to know people. If you don't trust and know your neighbor, how do you feel when he blasts music out at 2 a.m. at night? You hate the guy, and it festers. If you do know him, you give him a call and tell him he's being inconsiderate. Strangers get vilified. I hear countless stories about people, men, primarily getting told to leave public places because of irrational fear. Mothers playing with their kids nearby or something, even though they were only reading a book. I have a feeling stranger danger is the base cause of this. Why do these women think that a stranger poses a threat at all, even when not having displayed any interest in them? Something hammered into them as young children. So it basically, to me... This person was saying, I guess assuming that everyone teaches their children. Yeah,
0: that all strangers are bad.
1: Yes. And don't talk to any adult that you don't know. I, We, we don't I've do that. I've never
0: met a kid that's seen it that way.
1: Yeah. we. <laughs> and I can say, even for example, again, I've never said to my children, don't talk to anyone. Don't ask anybody for help. Don't look... Across the board. I've told my kids someone can pretend to be a police officer. You're still not required to go with them. To me, everyone is on a level playing field. Just because you have a badge, my kids are not... No. That does not make you a good person. Across the board, everybody's on the same level. I don't care if you're the garbage man, a doctor, a police officer. When it all boils down, we're all human. So... There's not a particular type of person I'm going to tell my child to trust over another. But what I was going to say is my kids, and again, that there was no repercussions to their actions. So they just kind of had to feel out whether or not it was, you know, someone they want to interact with or not. not. Actually, I have a few examples. So one, many years ago, well, it wasn't that many because he's still little, he's 10, but When my youngest was five, he was a couple weeks into school, he rode the school bus. Now, we live in a small town, but our school bus rules are children are not allowed to get off. Not that the children, I guess, are necessarily told this, but it is the bus driver's responsibility. Children are not supposed to get off the bus at a stop stop that is not theirs. They also shouldn't be getting on the bus at a stop that is not theirs. Unless if the parent calls the school. Just, you know, so all these adults who are responsible for all of these children know what's going on. So, apparently, there was a substitute bus driver that day. I I, I think that they put them in specific numbered seats. so They should know which kid is who. And they were little. So, the kids are going to sit in their assigned seats. And who the kid is and what stop they're supposed to get off at. But there is a bus stop where they first go that is almost in another school district. So it's a pretty good drive. But my mom lives over in this other school district. Back roads. It's, kind of, it's close to town, but it's still kind of country. And the bus driver stopped. And again, those... and. I'm sure that's most places that are like country roads. The bus stops at your house individually. There's not really a bus stop. So in this case, bus stopped. My five-year-old, who's still tiny, just a little thing. His book bag was bigger than him. Got off the bus and started walking on the side of the road. Bus driver didn't stop him, didn't pull up next to him, didn't say get back on the bus. So he was walking and it was maybe a mile and a half to my mom's house. He just knew, well, he decided that he wanted to go see his nanny. He's five. So for him, he just thought that that was something you can do. He knew where his nanny lived, and he was going to get off the bus and start walking. So he started walking. Well, I got a call from the daycare that said, you know, Elijah didn't get off the bus. We don't know where your kid is. So, of course, I was in a panic. Worst 15 minutes of my life. Then my mom called me. She happened to be driving down the road, and she saw him walking, picked him up, fine. But the stranger danger part of that is while he was walking alongside the road, a man pulled up beside him and asked him if he needed a ride or if he was lost, if he was okay. And his response was, no, thank you. I'm going to my nanny's house. And the guy drive, drove off. That, no, I I'm not saying that was a stranger who would have kidnapped you or that wasn't. And he would have kept you safe. I have no clue, but that was his decision, thankfully. And he ended up being safe and sound. But I've also seen on other sides where my kid has talked to a stranger and I don't know if the person was just, I think they're just a dick, but I do see the other side where people don't want to interact with children because they don't want any accusations that they're trying to do something with a child or take a child to kidnap, whatever the case may be. Because a few years ago, Elijah's bike handle was stuck. I think I told you about this. His bike handle was stuck in the fence. I don't remember. And there was a, a man sitting on his porch across the street. It's on our block, but he's up across the street. And Elijah yelled across the street and asked the guy if he can come over and pull his bike out of the thing for him. It was stuck. Next thing you know... The cops are outside. So I went outside and the cops like, oh, the man up the street called the cops because he said your son was going to jump off the curb and run across the street. And he was afraid he was going to get hit by a car. But my thought is. As a human, if you really think a kid's going to run in the street, you're going to take time to go pick up your phone and call the cops. So. I guess it goes both ways. Some adults don't want to interact with children, maybe even if they're asking for help because they don't want...
0: Yeah. Some people don't want to just be accused of anything.
1: Yeah. I think that guy was just a dick. Yeah. He just didn't want to stop smoking his cigs and, you know, just sightseeing the people and get off his porch. But as for, just to go back, as for the person who posted the thing that I read... Again, theirs was specifically teaching your kids stranger danger. And again, I don't think people just say, like you said, don't talk to any stranger, every stranger is bad. So maybe that person doesn't have kids.
0: That's what I was going to say. That person sounds like they don't have children. So they don't even know that feeling of like your little people you have to be responsible for, you know what I mean? And and they also probably, it sounds like they don't have any life, experience really they must live in like this really nice neighborhood where everybody knows each other you know and everybody's and nice. like 500 people they're yeah. all related like, and they I, go to the I same grew church grew up in a big city and now i even live you know right outside of a decent sized city it's a pretty active suburb it ain't it ain't like where whitney lives <laughs> so they're, they're the, <laughs> the buses don't come up to your house like there's a bus stop and i'm, I'm always there with the kids or now i take them to school and pick them up so my kids know if they need help and i can't do it i'm not around for whatever reason you you can ask a grown-up for help like that's not what stranger danger is about right stranger danger is if you in the playground and i happen to be looking at my phone and somebody's trying to convince you to go with them somewhere you, you, you get away from that person
1: yeah right
0: if you walk in from somewhere, like, when they get older and they start letting them wander outside, they know they ain't getting in nobody's car. They ain't letting nobody grab up on them or nothing like that. Just randomly start conversating with them and things like that. Like, they know that. They also know if they need help, you're not going to turn down somebody just because they're an adult or a stranger. Like, you need help, you get it wherever you can.
1: Right. And I, I mean, what I can say when they said kids aren't dumb. Mm-hmm. I agree with that because there's we kids still have senses. They can still sense if something is a little sketchy and doesn't make sense. And more of teaching stranger, all strangers are bad. we both of us. I can say with a hundred percent certainty, we are extremely honest with our kids. Yeah. We don't. There's no sugarcoating. And. Even with that stranger danger, when I would give my kids examples of, you know, why you shouldn't just run off with somebody or get in the car, is I would give them some serious examples of, if you do this, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'd do the same. Because there's no adult, just nice, kind person, that's going to pull up to a kid at a playground and say, get in my car. Exactly. That's just not a fact. So, I, we're very blunt with our kids. They know how shitty people can be in this world and bad things that can happen and examples of bad things that happen because he has girls, I have boys, so I am a lot more lenient with my kids. Now, I wasn't very lenient with my first one. Like, he didn't get to even go walk around town. And we I live in a small town. He wasn't even allowed to go walk around town until he was 12 or 13, and he had to have a friend with him. But, and my 13-year-old, he just, he just didn't even care to, so he didn't really ask much. And when he did, once he was 13, yeah, he could. My 10-year-old, he's all over the place. That kid is, like right now, he's not, even, he's not even home. He is up and down the street, riding his bike, at the playground, at every which person's house he could be at, sleep over here the next day, sleep over there. He's, he's always running around. I mean, he has his phone, checks in sometimes. Sometimes he tells me where he's going. And I, and I do get worried about him. Obviously, I don't want anything to happen to my children. And maybe it is because we live in a small town. And 90% of the people at whose house he's at, I know them. He's a sports kid. So it's a lot of you know the sports parents that I'm around multiple seasons out of the year. Many, many, half the year, maybe over half the year. So, and I know their kids. I even know, you know, their parents, the kids, grandparents. So maybe that's why I'm more lenient with him. But, oh man, is he always running around this town? He walks home from school. And again, it it is a pretty far walk. And I, I don't like him walking home more because there's so much traffic like, when I picked him up the other day, and I'm like, oh, my God, how do you even get home with the construction and the bridges cut off? And
0: Yeah, that would give me a heart attack. I've that been...
1: does make me... I did. When I picked him up, I'm like, how do you even... Because the the girls that lived... Um... Actually, the girl across the street, she was walking with some of her friends, and they were kind of, like, going to where it said, sidewalk closed. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... And then I'm, like, weary because I'm like, they're teenagers, and what if one pushes the other one, and they're in this, the the river, and... I do get paranoid about that stuff. But usually he walks by himself. I think he walks with his friends most of the way, but then he walks by himself. And if I can pick him up, I can. But obviously I have to work a job. What am I supposed to do? And so I wanted to... I did find an Am I the Asshole? Because it kind of goes along with not even necessarily stranger danger. I mean, it could be. But... I think it also goes with, They, I guess they go hand in hand, boundaries we set for our kids when they are out in the world. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he has girls. I have three boys. He has two girls. I have three boys. So just like earlier, we were talking about this, and I said, I don't know what I would do if I had girls. Because I really don't. Because, again, with my oldest, I was more very more kept him in a bubble, in a sense, until he hit a certain age. And then now I'm on my third one, so now he just, he's out living his life, enjoying his life.
0: And for me, my daughters were born really close together, and they're my first kids, so they're both getting the same experience as at the same time. So I'm learning with both of them at the same time. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to protect my girls at all costs, so they don't have these stories that you always hear these girls have about things that happened to them when they were young that shouldn't have happened. That's how I feel. And they call me overprotective themselves. Everybody else has been calling me either over, overprotective or a helicopter parent. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> because I, I, all you hear about from these stories is how like if their parent would have not let them go over to this person's house... Or would have been keeping an eye on them when certain people were around or not letting them out when they weren't supposed to go out by themselves yet. Because I know just from observing people, but
1: again, I'm a sports mom and these are at sporting events. But a lot of the... Most of the parents my age, because I had my son when I was 19, so he's 18 years old, my oldest. But a lot of people that are, you know, in my 10 year old, they have 10 year olds as well. That's like their first kid or they have young kids. But when we're in those settings, girls and boys, their sons and daughters are allowed to go off and run to the playground around, you know, behind the school, if we're at baseball or at football, they're allowed to go walk around the, you know, the field. But majority of the parents that i'm around their rule is always they have to have someone with them they never girls or boys they never let them just run off by themselves most of the time the boys are all you know all huddled together but the girls are all allowed to but they have to be with another person and they have to check in pretty frequently so i only get that from observation but Again, I don't know what I would do if I had daughters. And again, if my youngest was my only child, I might be a little bit different because that's how I was with my oldest. My oldest, he he was in a bubble. There was no sleepovers. There was no walking around, riding your bike, running around. There, we, there wasn't any of that. I was very protective of him. And not that I want to say I'm not protective of my little one because you know I'd burn a whole fucking universe down for that one. But... Mm-hmm. He, he does get a lot more free
0: of life. Did you grow up with Stranger Danger? Like being taught that?
1: I don't know. I really don't remember. And the thing is, when I was younger, my parents were partiers. Like they took us to concerts when we were little kids. Like we went to them. And, you know, where there's so many people and there's drugs and there's alcohol. And my parents took us to that. Or my dad was a DJ. So they would have house parties where all these random drug and alcohol people were. And we always had a good time. <laughs> but <laughs> we always had fun. But myself, like, I feel like my sister would it was definitely, like, I don't know how she wasn't on an episode of something because she would go do. She was very super free. Me, I was always a homebody. I didn't want to go sleep over at other people's house. I didn't want to talk to people that I didn't know. I didn't want anybody in my space. So even at 36 years old, I'm still the same way. So I don't, I don't know how to answer that. And my mom worked all the time. Like we would see my mom. I mean, there was a time where she worked three jobs. So she'd get like four hours of not work where she had to sleep. So we are pretty much responsible. And I would never say my mom's a bad mom because I would never. My mom was literally working. She wasn't out, you know, partying and leaving us at home. We were in the parties. (laughs) But she was working. My my mom's fabulous. So, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Because even when we were teenagers, we kind of did our own thing. Like, if I wanted to go out, like my sister would, to like, you know, the bonfires and shit like that, and go, dr- I could, because my mom wasn't there, you know, to so stop it. Yeah. So I don't know how to answer this straight. I've always, I guess, instilled in myself, everybody's <laughs> fucking creepy and everybody is weird. That's just how I view everybody. So I'm not really sure. But I want to read this one because it does relate to little girls. So I think... And it's crazy because that one... I think the dad let them. Okay, so here it is. Am I the asshole for letting my kids walk to a playground alone? I'm 40 male and my wife is 39 female. My daughters are 8 and 7. My wife and I both work from home most of the time. We each go into the office when needed, about once a week on average. Because of that, we don't have daycare for our daughters while they're home from school for the summer. Our jobs are flexible enough that we don't need it. Yesterday, I was working from home, and my wife needed to go into the office. We live about three-quarter miles from the girls' school. They were bored yesterday afternoon and wanted to go play at the school playground, but I had to work. And I couldn't take them. So I let them walk there and play by themselves. We live near a fairly busy road with a 45 mile per hour speed limit and no crosswalk. So I walked them across the road and sent them on their way. We we have a house cell phone that I sent with the girls and told them to call me when they got to the playground. And call me again when they were heading back so I could meet them and we could cross the busy street together. They made it there just fine and called like I asked them to. About a half hour later, my wife got home and wanted to know where the girls were. When I told her they were at the school playground by themselves, she freaked out and immediately drove over there to make sure they were okay. They were fine and had made friends with a couple other kids who were playing there. My wife was quiet the rest of the night and laid in to me as soon as the girls went in bed. She said it was completely irresponsible to let them walk all the way and play so far by themselves and that I was jeopardizing their safety. She thinks I'm putting them in danger." I think she's being a helicopter parent. Am I the asshole here?
0: They're, what, six and seven? Seven and eight. Seven and eight, yeah. You don't know. I don't care about a cell phone they have. That can get knocked out of their hands real quick. You know, and there should be adult supervision. With a seven and eight-year-old girl, there should be adult supervision at all times. That's just how I feel.
1: And see what do you do in this scenario? And again, I don't have daughters, so I just I have to leave it at that. I, I don't know. So what do you do when you're in a two-parent household, like this scenario,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's opposites of how they would handle their own children? How do you rectify that?
0: Well, I don't think he's an asshole. I think he just... I don't think he did anything maliciously. I don't think he did anything bad intentionally. He just felt secure in letting his kids go, and the mom didn't. They obviously didn't have a conversation about it, and now they did. So I think if the mom ain't cool with it, don't let him go by themselves until both of you guys are cool with it. I don't think he's an asshole. I don't, I'm not villainizing him. He didn't do anything wrong.
1: Yeah, that's tricky because to them their dad said yes. So how I've always been like if one parent says yes, no, go let's go back. If one parent says no, you can't go to the other person they can't say yes. It has to be what did that other person say and you have to agree with them.
0: Yeah. Like if the mom said no and then they came to him and he knew she said no and he let them anyway, then right, he's be a, definitely be in the wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's you don't want to be confusing to your children. Yeah. But that's definitely a tricky one. But we're definitely going over our time here. Okay. I feel like we said a lot. So thank you for listening. If you have kids, old, young girls, boys, no kids at all. Unless you want to be that person that says, Stranger Danger is horrible and it's (laughs) ruining the world. Fuck
0: around and find out the hard way. There's a cold world out there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, we'd like to hear. Because again, we're only... I mean, again, we agree on a lot of things, but when it comes to kids, we are a lot of opposite. We don't, because I have all boys, he has all girls, so we do things very differently in a lot of aspects. But let us know what you think. Thanks for listening, and hope you listen next week. Peace. Bye.